Greetings, this is Carrie Leckerbush. You're listening to the Future Underground Show. You just heard the greetings of Mr. Carrie Leckerbush from Stockholm, Sweden. You heard those because Carrie is a guest on this month's The Future Underground Show for the first hour of the show. Then you have me, Nick Bowman, in the mix for the second hour. Carrie, of course, has his own label, H Productions. He's signed to labels such as Drum Code, Motivolver, True Soul, CLR, Soma Records, and Sleaze. He was a guest on the show about five years ago when I produced two shows in preparation for the first Drum Code Warehouse Party in London. Of course, they're now an annual event around Halloween time. Carrie provided a mix for the show back then, and Joel Mule provided an interview, and the other show was with Alan Fitz. Patrick. This show will be available to listen to again immediately after the show at djnickbowman.podomatic.com, soundcloud.com forward slash nickbowman, iTunes, just look for the Future Underground Show. At all of those places you will be able to listen to an exclusive in-depth interview with Carrie Leckie Bush. That'll be at the end of the show. So for those listeners listening online on the radio, remember this show will be available to listen to with an exclusive interview with Carrie Leckie Bush. Anyway, enough of my talking. Crank it up to 11 and enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> 
you are tuned in to Carrie Luckybush exclusively in the mix here on the Future Underground show. For more information about Carrie, check him out on the web at www.carrieleckybush.com. Carrie, C-A-R-I, Luckybush, L-E-K-E-B-U-S-C-H. Also find him on Facebook, follow his fan page, facebook.com forward slash Carrie Luckybush official his label h productions facebook.com forward slash h productions sweden also find him on resident advisor and of course beatport
this is Joel Moll, you're listening to Future Underground Show.
massive thank you to Carrie Lucky Bush for that excellent mix. Coming up at the end of the show on the podcast, we have Carrie Lucky Bush with an exclusive interview for the Future Underground show. Okay, now for the second hour of the show, you've got me, Nick Bowman, in the mix.
this is Gary Beck and you're listening to the Future Underground Show.
Hi, this is Manic Brothers, and you are listening to Future Underground Show with Nick Bobo. Of something actually, kind of the ones 
You are listening to your host, Nick Bowman, in the mix here on the Future Underground show. Remember, this show is always available to listen to again and download after the show. Go and check it out at djnickbowman.podomatic.com, soundcloud.com forward slash nickbowman. Also on iTunes, look for the Future Underground show and keep up to date with the show at facebook.com forward slash Bowman Nick.
for people in Colombia, you can next catch me playing on October the 3rd for the trip in Antioquia. It's going to be a party and a finca, like a farmhouse. It's going to be alongside Santiago Milano, Andres Gavira, Gabriel Rabayo, and Gabriel G. For more information, check it out on Facebook. The trip presented desde Inglaterra, Nick Bowman. Mis amigos de Colombia, voy a tocar próximamente el 3 de octubre for the trip in Antioquia. La fiesta va a ser en una finca por uh, Antioquia, por San Antonio Pereira, por Rio Negro, por allá en una finca. Por más datos, uh, busca en Facebook. The trip presented desde Inglaterra, Nick Bowman.
Greetings, Nick. How are you? Hey, Carrie. Welcome to the Future Underground Show. Great to have you back on the show. Hey, thank you so much. It's uh, it's a pleasure and honor to be here. Okay, great. Carrie, you were last on the show five years ago. You provided a mix for one of two Future Underground shows in the run-up to the first Drum Code Warehouse Party in London. Uh, Tell us a little bit about the last five years, new projects, new labels, exciting new places that you visited, new ideas, and maybe any like changes in your DJ and production setup. Tell us what you've been up to since you were last on the show. Yeah, I I remember that very well, especially the the warehouse party in, in, in London and that area. That whole time frame was uh, was really cool and uh, was a really uh, cool party as well. So um, I kind of like, I mean, th- those kind of things are inspiring as well. These these various settings and sceneries, you know, when you when you go travel around the world and you, you play at different parties and sometimes you have some really, you know, it's and it's it doesn't need to be fancy, you know, you have some really stripped down atmosphere and and just really good sound system and lots of people and it creates this really uh, relaxed atmosphere and I kind of like those kind of venues the most personally so um, I think my music uh, I want to reflect that kind of vibe with my music as well it's uh, rather not that polished I would say (laughs) and um, yeah I mean five years I've been pretty productive I've been doing tons of remixes and uh, loads of uh, new records and just been uh, traveling and been at it uh, uh, worldwide I would say and um, not too long ago I was also in South uh, America and Colombia and and that was really good as well and now it's back to Europe and you know did all the festivals and all that nice stuff during the summer now autumn is coming up and you know, all the clubs are, are starting to open again, so it's more club gigs and uh, and it's sort of a you know two different things like festival gigs and club gigs are a bit different. Yeah, I'd say in general, you know, I mean most DJs they know that you know exactly what I'm talking about, but I mean you get so much closer to the crowd in a club versus a festival where you sometimes can't even see the the, the white eyes in, in people's eyes. Uh-huh. So uh, you, you sort of you you have a better touch or a better like emotional co- connection to the crowd in, in a smaller club and the sound is usually more you know more it's different in the club as well in the festival you usually don't have the, the bounce back of the sound and the reflection and stuff so it creates a different uh, ambience there too and I like both you know yeah. it's, it's definitely you know you, you, you wouldn't leave the one the other. But if you if you had a preference, you'd, it sounds like you'd go for clubs over festivals. I mean, if you really have to choose and like you know you don't have a choice, then I would take clubs uh-huh. over festivals in general because I think my music is not all of it, but say over 70 percent of it is more designed for for playing in clubs. Yeah, definitely. I mean, slightly more stripped down. Yeah, not too much big reverbs and yeah. But well, we need to go crazy sometimes. So <laughs> definitely. Okay, well, t- tell us a little bit about H Production. Tell us a little bit about about your label, Carrie. Yeah, let let me um, rap a bit about my label. That's uh, that's always uh, like a, been a personal 
project of mine and I've been uh, back and forth also working with uh, a manager and uh, to sort of try out different ideas and, and, and also be able to work with more artists than myself because usually it's only my own music that's how I started the label and it's got like a really long history the label because I started that when I was already in my early teens and back then it was sort of very I mean yeah very it wasn't really you know I wasn't doing vinyl and or anything but I was doing I mean back then was I did cassette tapes for example and I, I had like I copied them myself and I so every cassette tape cover was handmade and, and, and these kind of things and then just slowly stepping that up and, and when I finished school I, I started collaborating with some uh, various people and uh, you know the outcome was the first vinyls and stuff it was like the early 90s basically yeah and where techno was very fresh on the in the in the record stores still you know the the, the genre techno was very you know it wasn't really the same thing as it was now yeah and you know the whole 90s and uh, 2000 periods that that was like the build up of my label and did a lot of finals in the beginning and started to work with other artists as well you know and and and, and had uh, a friend manage helping me with the management so you can pretty much do more releases and yeah. do just you know get at it with some with the crew and it's been like sort of back and forth uh, and, and sometimes I've been you know pushing really hard with other artists too and just full force and sometimes it's more solo and sort of like now it's it's 2015 upcoming to 2016 it's more a bit more solo mm. sort of i release my own stuff and uh, i do small limited vinyl um, uh, releases and i have a different catalog for the digital releases so basically i, I have three different catalogs for my label now and it's a the, the ones that are on the vinyl are only being released on the vinyl, not on the digital formats like on Beatport or... And I also have like a different uh, exclusive uh, catalog in, in that line on my label that only... You can only get it in my Bandcamp, you know, so it's okay. digital, but you can only get it in my Bandcamp. So and then this formula I was trying to, you know, I was thinking like maybe this, this could be something for today's, you know, I don't know if you can call it a market, really. But, yeah. You know, market for for this kind of music that I uh, like to create, and um, you know, it's pretty. At the moment, it's pretty much. You know, I mean, we we're going back. We're in, a lot of design is in the '90s at the moment, like sort of a very influenced. This this 10, 20 years cycle that seems to be going on always, and. And basically, it's just the '90s is the same thing as the '70s or or the '50s and so forth. It's this generational flop, and so I mean, I guess my label is a bit there as well, and um, slightly more stripped down stuff and unrefined stuff that was more the flavor of uh, <clears throat> the mid '90s, I would say. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I still have a lot of analog. Uh, gear in my studio compared to you know of, of course I have also lots of uh, new stuff and so I'm, I'm still mixing them up but uh, I would say that the main part of the, the new projects are very analog based you know in, in, in the creation and everything and just the polishing maybe is done at the end you know in the digital environment more so it's a 
you know more you get more artifacts and, and weird shit happening <laughs> when when you're creating the music so, uh, when you work that way so and it's i mean most people like that you know, if, especially if you've been working with music for for you know almost uh, 30 years then yeah. you you get to you know you get quirky you get weird of course and and so my own personal flavor is very uh, very strange you know especially to someone that maybe you know is getting fresh uh, started with with listening and digesting this kind of music yeah. and being at a festival or a club or you know getting into it more uh, in the production or dj side of it it's it's so you know you have to start somewhere and i guess the stuff that i create is not always the best place to start when it comes to this genre but uh, you know you you do what you really want to do i'd say that's that's one of my personal goals as well with my uh, music and the label just to you know not I, I don't really look too much on like oh that this is the latest stuff that's happening so i have to sort of adjust myself to it i just you know go into the studio and 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 i know what i don't want to do so and i just do something different and whatever comes out it's more like I guess it's more of an artistic way of thinking in, in the way that you just go on a freestyle flow and that's also reflected in my in my gigs. I never make really playlists or like, okay, I then I'm gonna play this track and then I'm gonna put that track on. I just stay in the now and I listen to, to the, the crowd or, or, or I, I see the vibe of the crowd and I adjust myself a bit to that and play with that. So, you know, sort of play some ball. Uh-huh. And um, with regards to, to DJing, how's your your DJ setup changed? Let's say in the last five or ten years, you know, what, what's your setup at the moment for DJing? At the moment, I um, I mean, I really liked the the days of vinyl. I was playing with uh, three, sometimes four vinyl players, and uh, and a mixer, and that was sort of the format back then. So it's still, I still like to have that sort of hands-on format like a lot of people still do today although they have maybe a computer they still use the vinyl or maybe a, a CD player or something uh-huh. so I, I, I went from vinyl to CD players and I really like the, the, the new stuff from like Pioneer CDJs it's a good standard um, and I used the Nexus and the 2000s and um, with SD cards and USB Yep. and something called record box uh-huh. so you, you can loop and it, it's pretty much like a computer so I can really work with a lot of different loops and I can um, I can sort of build new tracks on the go yeah and sort of a semi live you could say but I mean if, if I have I like to have three or four record players so say I could take a bass line from one track some some treble elements from another track and some hook sounds from a third track and build something together so you never really know what track is playing and and that's how a lot of people work when they're playing live today as well it's just sort of you use different tools but you get the same result and you have the same control of of the flow of the beats and and just the the main intensity uh, of everything and I, I really like that so that's sort of what I got stuck to at the moment and, and I'll see where that goes you know it depends on what kind of technology is, is coming up as well of course and I guess you don't have the hassle of um, bringing your your laptop into the DJ booth as well yeah I mean you know I like to do to do some hassling stuff when you I mean if you have if you're not traveling internationally that's really cool when you have a local gig or you're working as a resident 
then you can do more advanced stuff but if you always you know being on a risk that something might malfunction and you can't get any spare parts or, or they don't have the standard that matches yours or whatever so being with a full live set on the road and you go to countries where you you never know what's going to happen that's like too it's really really difficult and and you get a lot of you know misses you know instead of a, a lot of good gigs and yeah yeah it's it's so yeah i like to st- sort of stick to the standards a little bit so actually people can actually get some of this equipment so it's you have to sort of play ball with the promoters as well I'd say you know you can't be you know you want to be special for sure everybody wants to be that in that regard but you have to sort of uh, uh, you know play ball with with people I'd say yeah definitely and we touched on your DJ setup and you mentioned briefly about you love analog stuff tell us about some of your favorite studio equipment you're using at the moment Oh yeah, there's so much new stuff coming now. Um, I'm thinking uh, to buy something new here. They, they, the people from Profit that made the old analog Profit synthesizers, they they made some uh, some new modern versions uh, analog uh, synthesizers, and I really could use something new, sort of, because I have the old ones. You know, I've been working with them for for ages. You know, like all the Roland goodies, like the 303, 909, 808, and Jupiter 8, Jupiter 6, and whatnot, and, you know, classic, the first digital ones, like the Yamaha DX7 and all that, and they're awesome, and you can still create a lot of cool stuff with it, but when this comes, like now you have the new technology that has been involved for the last 10, 20 years, and it mixes the old technology again, and this is sort of, it, it continues where it left off, in a place where it left off, where I was like, shit, you know, why... Why is a lot of people stopping to, to investigate and, and research into this sort of technology? Just like the vinyl players, they stopped uh, investigating with them and now it's basically only digital. And it's kind of shame, but a lot of people are, are going back to that to have a digital control environment, but you have an analog sound source, which is much uh, more fun to play with. And it, it just, it's more natural, you know? So I think that's, yeah, that's some important Okay, excellent. Um, I live here in Medellin, Colombia. You recently played here in Medellin and some other Colombian cities. Um, tell yeah. us a little bit about your Colombian tour, where you played, and and your experiences in Colombia. Oh well, yeah, it's it, it's it's really cool. I mean, as you probably know, it's it's really sort of a cool little mecca in South America for for techno, and uh, I mean so. South America, they have lots of techno everywhere, of course, but, you know, they, they have a certain, yeah, they have a certain s- stylish uh, thing going on, I think, in Medellin, especially, uh, and all the parties I've been to ever so far have all been, like, really good, and the vibe is really good, and people are really up for that, sort of, and it's sort of kind of funny for me to see, because it's sort of very urbanic music for me, and, and it's... Colombia has like very, very cool urbanish environments, but they're different. You know, they're very different if you compare them to, I don't know, like a, some dark alleys in in Berlin or whatever. It's sort of it's just different, and it's so interesting that that it can create the same sort of vibe, and, and they really seem to be liking that sort of musical language. Um, every time I played there, anyways, I had really big fun there and that's why I tried to get back there as uh, 
you know, like once a year or something. Excellent. And we, we've talked about Colombia. What about other sort of emerging nations around the world? What other what other places would you recommend for sort of, I don't know, DJs, techno DJs to go and play at where, where you've had a great time? Mm. Yeah, I mean, the, it's kind of... It's kind of interesting because every country has its own places that sometimes are really good and then you don't hear anything for a while and and then they come back again. I mean, I'd say every country, you know, like Paris and London and, and Tokyo and I mean, any any major city or, or at least close in the vicinity of a major city, I've been at least once or twice to a really really good party or event but i think the best ones they they are usually not always the the, like the the clubs that always run every year round that have a program there are of course some really classic ones but i mean you can count them on on your 10 fingers probably yourself if you you know think about that yourself like those clubs that have been going on for 10 20 years maybe and they're still having a great program and they're <clears throat> they're really sort of staying true. The music changes, but they're staying true to sort of the essence of, of like philosophy when it comes to clubbing and, and I don't know. Like you, you in London, you have Fabric, and, and in Berlin, you have uh, like Trezor or, or, or Berghain, the people behind Berghain, and these kind of places you can sort of count on your on your ten fingers I'd say uh-huh. and Carrie, I believe you're originally from Finland uh, how did you come about moving to Stockholm and, and how did you get involved in the techno scene when you first yeah, started but, out yeah basically my, my name is Finnish and my mother is from Finland that's why and, and so but I, I grew up in Sweden and like a lot of people from Finland and, and they my family is sort of yeah they speak Swedish as well then and you know you have all the signs and everything they, they are in Swedish and Finnish and um, I still have lots of uh, family of course uh, in, in Finland and stuff but I sort of you know I grew up in Sweden and lots of my Finnish family also lives in Sweden so you know it's sort of like the same country almost you, you know it's you, you know it's an hour uh, it's like taking a bus almost you know if I go there but uh, and yeah f- funny thing is actually you know the actress Pamela Anderson uh, yeah you know, very well one of my first uh, teenage yeah, fantasies she's, she's related to me it's, it's, it's kind of funny it's, oh really can you uh, can you introduce me yeah yes <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome how are you related <laughs> and, and it's called what's it called in English it's this thing it's um like it's not the cousin, but like you, you go up a step. We have the same, the sisters of our grandparents, you know. Sisters of grandparents, like, like a, my grandparents, a great their sisters and brothers. What's that a called? Great, a great aunt or great uncle. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, that sounds nice. Yeah, <laughs> something what? like that, I guess. So what? Pamela Anderson is your great mother. No, that can't be right. Great, great aunt, no. Great aunt or something. Great aunt, yeah. Oh, wow. that well, no, 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 no. But she's, she's about your age. How, how would that? How could she be your great yeah, aunt? Yeah, I think she is. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, I think pretty much the same. Like maybe she's like say four years older or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, 
teenage years, Baywatch, Pamela Anderson, it was uh, yeah, good yeah, times. Of course. Everybody had those Baywatch posters. I was like, oh, come on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Carrie, what do you love and dislike about the current techno scene? But yeah, there's so much I, I, I like, you know, but I also like uh, constructive criticism, of course. Mm. And uh, I think, uh, you know, to start with that, uh, at the moment, you know, the, the, there's, there's so much cool things happening with the sounds. I see like the, the I look in the, the upcoming generations, you know, people that are sort of popping into the, to the, to the genre of techno that I'm involved with. And they sort of, they, they like, to do some study, you know, uh, the the, gen the generations before that weren't as keen as as the newer generations that are coming up now to really go back and study a bit more about techno and sort of the technology behind it too, and, and how to create the sound and um, you know on some deeper levels. So I bumped into a lot of these kind of kids nowadays, and just wow, that's really cool, and it inspires me too as well to sort of continue that history as well sort of and try to not to forget these kind of things it's, it's sort of it's not like that i look at myself as a teacher or anything mm. but if you if you sort of have done something for quite some time and then you see somebody new that just pops in there and like does stuff that is more you know you know without thinking about a lot of other things it's it's really inspiring of course yeah, it's uh, it's that inspiration from a new newborn baby that you can get, I guess. Yeah. Excellent. So you're learning from the younger generation, and what advice would you give you yourself? Really sort of, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, what yeah, is, yeah, and stuff that you forgot about. Uh -huh. and the, I mean, there's so much stuff when you when you work with the uh, and then you, the genre just changes over the course of 20, 30 years a lot, you know, and and then you have these cycles. It sort of comes back again, full circle, and then. Yeah, it's really interesting, you know, it's it's sort of a, I mean, I take it on as a science. I really, really like to study this whole thing and, and just all the, f you know, things that happen around it and, and club culture and, and fashion design. And, and I mean, it's psychology too, right? You know, as a DJ, you, you have to take the temperature, you have to measure the temperature of the crowd and sort of play with that. And if, I mean, if you don't do that, it's just going to be a dead party in that sense. And I mean, some parties are cool like that too, you know, if you want to create that kind of environment or if the music is suitable, who knows, right? But I mean, uh -huh. if you want to uh, get people dancing and just yeah. going a bit local, I think it's good to, you know, give and take. I mean, you can't just only play like, okay, I'm going to play these tracks, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you have to adjust and I'm fine with that because all the tracks that I have in my record box, I like all of them, so yeah. I don't care which one I get to play. But sometimes I rather play these ten tracks rather than those ten tracks, depending on where I play and stuff. Yeah, definitely. And what advice would you give to like aspiring new DJs and producers as like a man who's been in the scene for so long? What what words of wisdom could you give? Yeah, I, I guess. I mean, these kind of words, you, you know, they're gonna hear many times, I guess. But I think you you have to be true to yourself. To start with, about for example, the reasons why are you doing this? First, first of all, because the reason for why you are doing it will guide you towards the right place where you want to go. Because I mean, you can't just have a pyramid built right there, boom, and it's built. You have to sort of start somewhere, you know, and you slowly build and 
maybe you don't want to build a pyramid, you want to build a cube or whatever, but that is something that you will sort of know after you have started. So sort of, first of all, don't be afraid to start and to experiment and be patient and, and just, you really have to sort of play with play with the whole thing and if it's fun then just like why why would you like to do this sort of like do you want to make money or do, do you want to create you just need to do it because you you love creating art you're very creative or you want to take you want to start djing or whatever what what are you sort of what are you aiming at what market for example do you, do you aim at creating pop music maybe even or something so you sort of look in certain directions so you know where you're going and, and where you're coming from but, but for, foremost, I think consistency, doesn't matter what genre or if you're doing overground stuff or underground stuff, I think you have to be consistent and really, you know, because I mean, you can't just expect to make a couple of really good tracks and then everything is going to solve itself. You really have to push yourself and, and other people to sort of work with those tracks and depending on what kind of situation you end up, if you have a manager, if you do it yourself in the beginning and so, so you have to be prepared to really, uh, I think, work a lot, you know. You, you can't just like, okay, you sit down for one day a week or sometimes in the evenings. Nowadays, I think you really have to work almost every day or at least four, four days a week with your music to really get started. And, yeah. and there's so much things that you can do as well. And there's so much things you need to learn as well to be able to do production in the first place and and nowadays I mean everybody can make a sequence you know you throw some drum sounds you put in some little effects and echoes and boom 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 and there you go you know I mean but then you have the thing with techno and especially you know the techno genre that I like to uh, to dabble with is more a lot of it dabbles also with the sound and how you mix it how you create new bizarre soundscapes and yeah. weird you know just the, the whole sound aspect of it <clears throat> so you can't just you know use preset sounds and there you go and it, you know you want to work and, and experiment with the with the background noises and put them through you know some old scrappy reverbs and filter them and back into that and over here and just create something that is that is you know just a bit more than just a beat yeah you know? it's sort of like it has a sound to it as well and 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 you're looking for timeless things maybe even and you know you have you have some you know more unexplained deeper needs to why you are doing what, what the fuck you're doing so <laughs> 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 now, uh, I don't know if I'm making myself clear but yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is always hard to, to describe you know it's, yeah. this, the, we're starting to go into an abstract realm of where you try to describe sounds and stuff it's not like pointing at a red dot and like look this red dot is connected to this you know other dot over here and uh, yeah it's always more uh, difficult but uh, and t tell us about a particular producer who you find inspiring at the moment. <clears throat> wow, yeah, there's there's loads. I mean, I um, I always try to look out for new stuff, and you know, I play mostly my own stuff, obviously. But every month, you know, I want to, you know, I, I only get satisfied when I find at least, you know, a whole bunch of other tracks from other producers that I can play and. And I mean, I have my favorite ones, you know, at the moment, you know, that, that always deliver some nice, dirty, you know, bouncing uh, materials and 
that are really fun to work with as a DJ. I don't like too much arrangements. There, there shouldn't be too much stuff happening in the tracks and like big breakdowns and new sound changes and this and that. And then this sound comes in there and over here, the, it already sounds like a DJ is mixing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I like to do all that stuff live. Uh -huh. you know? I don't like to mix one track and then wait until all the bits and wind ups and wind ups and and effects are done and then I can start mixing again uh, I sort of like to mix all the time and I I switch back and forth between various grooves and loops and and that's just my way of playing so so obviously I search for a certain type of tracks for that as well and that's a lot of the tracks that I produce are a bit you know with that philosophy and so so you have for example like uh, a friend of mine here from Sweden his name is Petter B mm -hmm. uh, yeah He's he does, you know, a lot of these yeah. kind of things. So I like that kind of stuff, for example. And he's also been doing stuff for my label, H Productions. And uh, you know, he's got his own label, Bond. And, you know, and and I, you know, I and there's all the Swedish labels in general, you know, and Swedish people. I always, I know them, you know, and I always get stuff in advance, you know. So I, I tend to, of course, play that as well, and it makes sense too because, yeah, that's the scene I come from. So yeah. I, I sort of support that scene you know i support myself and support that scene it makes a lot of sense for for artists or any artist to do it like that and uh, and then then i have i have my favorites in every territory you know from the uk from from uh, france you know paul rich from france in the uk you have hans buffmeyer and you have mark broom and 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 luke slater and you know wow there's there's so many uh, gary beck and And you know, and, and Devious One from America, and oh, I, I could just go on like for hundred names probably. Yeah, you know, but yeah. every once in a while, all these guys they release some records, and I, that's the ones I pick up basically. And then I always try to look for some new names as well too. You know, some there's this guy I picked up this this track the other day from uh, X H. E Y. Ah, yes, from Argentina, I think he is. Yeah. K or, yeah. or something. But yeah. I, they, I see that in South America, they have that X and H sometimes. And yeah. it's, it looks really cool. It looks really teched up. So, And then, yeah, I have like at least like five tracks and that I found for the last year or two or something from him. So I, that's sort of cool to pick up on stuff that you, you know, that feels sort of different, and, but still fits my sort of my formulas <laughs> okay Carrie to wind things up just tell us a little bit about your plans for let's say the next year or two music wise and then well, life in general yeah yeah I mean I'm definitely up for doing this many more years you know I'm, I'm, I'm 40 uh, years old now and just I mean I, I I'm gonna work with music hopefully all my life you know if, if I'm not on stage playing really bouncy beats in 10 years to come I, I'm still going to be working with label and things and music and I one one of my dreams has always been to work with multimedia products and especially for example you know you have like you know like computer games and, and, and stuff like that it, I think that would be a cool future as well to sort of uh, to dabble with sort of a The experience that I have gathered uh, from from uh, promoting, DJing, and producing in the club environment, and you know, who knows? You know, one thing leads to another. So, but for for the for the last for the next years or so, for sure. I mean, I'm gonna be keep uh, keep on touring and you know, running the label and do collaborations. Yeah. 
and remixes and just you know hopefully i mean it's it's too much fun you know? and you get to meet a lot of cool people in this uh, scene on in, in with the genre where the kind of techno genre that i dabble with right. uh, i met a lot of really cool people so uh, it's um, it's too much fun and i think you should do just if it's fun you should do something you know even if you can only do it in a, on a small level you know you do it whatever level you can do it if it makes you happy, you know. I know you're 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 an artist as well. You you know you you, you draw or paint and you design. Yeah. You do your own artwork. Have you ever thought about sort of VJing maybe? Yeah, I mean, I've done some bits and, and stuff, yeah. you know, like that. And I I provided a lot of VJs with artwork, so so we could you know so they could play play with that uh, during parties and stuff. So I mean that 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 could be pretty cool too, and to basically work with doing own productions, maybe even you know to 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 uh, be sort of the art director in, in in producing a festival or or a bigger event uh, or a club. That that would be something you know I could probably get something really good done. But the thing is, you know you you have to work with a lot of different people of course to get something like that uh, going and yeah so it's some it's a full-time job so that's something uh, way ahead in the future maybe yeah. but uh, that's something the ideas are, are intriguing for sure those kind of ideas uh-huh. okay carrie leckybush thanks ever so much for providing your great mix for the show and the interview i wish you My all pleasure. the best My pleasure. i wish you all the best for the rest of the year and your future projects oh likewise nick likewise cheers carrie